You know, we're calling this a gratitude Sunday, but every Sunday is a gratitude Sunday. As we jump back into that passage that we started with coming out of, out of Luke 17, I got to tell you that I am intrigued by, by Luke 17, verse 15. There's that line in there, one of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus shouting, praise God. But to help us make, part, uh, or make sense of, of verse 15, let's pull apart this, this entire passage. So if we jump back to verse 11, as Jesus continued on toward Jerusalem, he reached the border between Galilee and Samaria. As he entered a village there, 10 lepers stood out, or stood at a distance. So leprosy, you have to know, is this horrific skin disease which automatically makes you an outcast. Crying out, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. So, so these lepers obviously have heard something about this Jesus. As they cry out to get his attention, as they call him master, as they are prepared to do what he says. Verse 14, he looked at them and said, go show yourselves to the priests. Priests in this capacity serving as, as health inspectors and as they went, so, so at, as they obeyed, so they're calling out to Jesus, their, their obedience to what he asks. It, it is Christ's reliability. Again, they know that there's something about this Jesus. It's Christ's reliability that empowers their trust, empowers their response. And they were cleansed of their leprosy and here we have verse 15, one of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus. That this, that this ex-leper has this aha moment that he sees, that he has this moment of clarity that compels him because I, I don't think that he can keep quiet. I'm not sure what that was. Something's happening in the room, right? So, so this leper, this ex-leper cannot keep quiet. Because what he has experienced it is so amazing that he's got to share it. And he comes back to Jesus shouting, praise God. So before this leper was crying out in desperation, and now he's crying out his praises. He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet. He worships, thanking him for what he had done. So he worships and he gives thanks. This man was a Samaritan. So, so not only was this ex-leper an outcast because of his skin disease, but he's also an outsider because of his people group. So this man is a complete outsider. Verse 17, Jesus asked, didn't I heal 10 men? Where are the other nine? Has, has no one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And Jesus said to the man, stand up and go, your faith has healed you. So we have to pay attention to verse 19, right? Because this, this ex-leper has already been healed from his disease. And so what we see happening in, in, in verse 19 is something more. There is a different kind of healing that, that is happening here. So what does this complete outsider find? This man finds eternal healing as he puts his trust in Jesus. This, this complete outsider finds a relationship with Christ. And so to help us understand even more, we can capture the, the key moves in this passage like this. Rocket fuel, response, and result. What is the rocket fuel for this ex-leper's response? What's the rocket fuel for the result that we see here? What is driving this whole story? 
And that driver, that, that rocket fuel for this passage is what Jesus does. The rocket fuel is this healing that Christ brings. To break it down even farther, we can say it this way, rocket fuel is the gospel. I try to tell you every week that the gospel is how God has loved you through Jesus. And God's love for these men expressed through Jesus, in this case, taming or taking the form of physical healing. And the response is that this leper cannot shut up because of what Christ has done. And so he comes back, he shouts praise, he worships, he gives thanks. And so we can say it this way, that the response is gratitude. And the result as this ex-leper shouts, that's what the text says, as he shouts his praise and people hear him yelling, automatically they're going to ask, hey, what is up with this guy? And as the story comes out, who gets the glory in that? God does. And so the result in all of this, this healing for this ex-leper's good, the result is that God gets the glory. And so this is what is happening in this passage. And this gets us back then to this verse 15 that I'm so intrigued with. One of them when he saw that he was healed. And so if we pull that line out of verse 15 and we stick that into our flow, I am convinced that the pivot point in this entire story is in verse 15. It's the something that differentiates the response of of this one ex-leper from the other nine. He's got this moment of clarity. He's got this aha moment. He sees the reality of his situation. He sees what Christ has done for him. It compels him to worship. It compels him to gratitude. And God gets in this miraculous moment in this ex-leper's life, God gets the full glory for this whole thing. And so that gets us back to that question that I asked us at the very start of our hour together. What have you seen God do in 2017 for which you want to give thanks? And I'm playing off of that word see that we have in verse 15 because when it comes to to gratitude, when it comes to your gratitude, this is an optics question. This is really a question of of what will you choose to see for which you can give thanks. And what helps us in making that choice to see is for us to realize that everything that we have, it it is all gift. It is all grace. You might say to me, Brian, but what about those bad things in my life? What about those broken places in my life? And I think our story helps us this morning in that this man, even in his horrific disease, and I'm not calling this disease good, but even this man's leprosy, as horrible as it was, was the means by which this man was forced to come to Jesus. And it's through this disease that he finds a relationship with Jesus that this this ex-leper finds eternal healing. You might say to me, Brian, but what about those unremarkable moments in life? Those moments that make up so much of of our days, those moments that are just the normal, ordinary, typical humdrum of day in, day out. How do I get to gratitude in those moments? So take this moment right here, right now. Right, This moment might be so humdrum I am putting you to sleep. So, so this is a typical, ordinary, humdrum moment, but even here, we have the freedom to gather. It is, it is warm, it is dry, 
You probably have breakfast in your belly. You are surrounded by a church family that cares for you. Yet even beyond that, the fact that you can hear my voice, that your ears work, that your mind can process this conversation, that you are drawing breath into your lungs. We sung about that a few moments ago. The blood is coursing through your body, that your heart is beating, and that you are doing none of that. That, that you are, are doing none of that to sustain you. That you are not contributing to those basic life functions that keep you alive. According to Acts 17, it, it is God who gives you life and breath. It's in him that you live and move and exist. Just sitting here, it is all gift. It is all grace. And so no matter how we feel, we all have something to give thanks for. So realizing that it is what God has done for us that drives our gratitude, that drives God getting glory. If we come back to our question, what have you seen God do in 2017 for which you want to give thanks? This morning, I could give you examples of gratitude, but I'm convinced again that in this room, we are literally sitting on hundreds of stories of how God has has moved in this past year. And so we are gonna open up the mic and create space for you to share. And here's how we're gonna do this. So so Dan is, if you'll stand, if you feel led to share, Dan will will bring the, the mic to you. Dan's gonna hang on to the mic and and. Give us your story of gratitude, one minute, max two minutes, of how you have seen, just like our ex-leper, how you have seen God move this year. Get two here, Dan. All right, so... um. One thing I've seen God do in 2017 that I want to give thanks for is from my friend, um, Baby Liam. Um, like, the beginning of this year, like, January, the first six months, he has been, he has, he had to be in the hospital, and he had breathing problems, and they were trying, like, that, like, oxygen mask that, like, people put on to, like, give him oxygen, like, that wasn't working, um, doctors were afraid like, no breath would get to him, and as soon as they would get to the hospital, like, okay, that's, like, the end of him. Um, God has definitely put um, breath into him, and then, uh, like, his heart was in the right place, but, like, everything else, like, his chest, like, everything was in the wrong place. He couldn't move. He couldn't do anything. Um, well, he, about six months later, being in the hospital day and night, every single minute, um, they had to, the doctors found everything out, put everything in the right place, and then there's like this organ that he, that baby Liam um, needed to survive. And that day the doctors denied him through like all this process, they just said that they're done with him. Um, so like, just wanna give thanks to God for like being with Liam. The, this whole, like the whole year he's been in the hospital and uh, he finally got out because God was with him and gave him the organ that he needed to survive and make it out of the hospital to live another, to live, to see 2018. Okay. Yeah. 
Thanks, Brendan. And let me throw another instruction in there. Go ahead and give us your name before you share, please. I'm Kelly Harnish. Um, and uh, I just wanted to say thank you to this church um, for praying for our family and for encouraging us in so many ways. A uh, number of you um, have attended our chicken barbecue um, to raise funds for our adoption, and uh, you also helped uh, with donations for a garage sale um, for the same thing. And um, many of you have just personally encouraged us in, in ways that we couldn't imagine. So today I'm thankful to be here to share that on uh, Thursday morning at 1 a.m., I am boarding a plane with Wesley and Timmy and my sister and Olivia, and we're headed to China to bring home Toby and Clara. Um, less than a year ago, um, we uh, started this process, and I, I just wanted to say that um, as we were singing the song this morning, um, who rules the nations with truth and justice, the king of glory, um, we should not have been approved to bring home two more children um, because of our family circumstances. Um, we required a number of different waivers um, and very shortly after we received those waivers, which was incredibly remarkable that we did, um, that China changed uh, their rules and their policies and um, we, we certainly wouldn't be approved now because they're not granting waivers anymore. So when we look back at the hand of God and we see the timing through all of, all of this, it has just been one miracle after another, after another, after another. And we really do feel like he does rule the nations with truth and justice. Um, and he makes the orphan a son and daughter. And right now we really need him to bring our chaos back into order. <laughs> um, <laughs> But uh, so anyway, I just wanted to say thank you to all of you um, again and again and again. Um, we still don't have our fi financial bottom line numbers in, but we believe that we are fully funded, which is an incredible miracle. And we just praise God for all of you, for this church. Um, you know, we feel your prayers and we feel your support and we feel your love. And we just want to thank you all. We've got time for one more story, and I see a hand back in the far corner. My name is Marilyn Groob, and I would like to thank the Lord that he brought my son home from the trail safe. He was gone for five and a half months on the Appalachian Trail. And I'm, I feel very blessed that he's home. You know, the thing about these stories is that we could go on and on because each and every one of us have... have story after story of gratitude. I find, I find myself thinking back over the past day and oftentimes there's kind of one big thing as I think about, man, what do I have to be thankful for that grabs my attention? But as I continue to think, it is just thing after thing after thing. 
Our lives are, are full of gift. Our lives are, are full of grace. That's what we see in our stories. That's what we see in, in this, this story coming out of Luke chapter 17. It is all gift. It is all grace. And to call out that fact that it's all grace is to, in the same moment, recognize just how undeserving we are. This is in, in our Luke chapter 17 story, right? It's not just that this man has a, a horrific disease, this disease that makes him an outcast, but it's also there in that line in verse 16 that this man was a Samaritan. That it's this disease-ridden, unclean, complete outsider who gets it. It's a, it's a disease-ridden, unclean, complete outsider who chooses to run to Jesus for help who chooses to to come back in praise and worship and gratitude for all that Jesus has done. And do you realize that this is us? This is you and I separated from God, but by our sin, diseased hearts. Unclean and outside of a relationship with God until Jesus comes to us and takes our sin away and heals us and cleanses us and gives us new life, gives us just like this ex-leper, gives us forever healing through salvation through Christ. And there is no better way for us to celebrate that fact than by joining together in the Lord's Supper. Or again, the Eucharist, which literally means to give thanks. And so here's how we are are going to do this. So the band is going to come back up. And over these next two songs, the elements, the, the bread and the cup are here at the front. And we've got tables for each of our sections. So a table in that corner for this section, a table here for this section and across the front. Balconies, I invite you to use the tables that are closest to you. If, if you are mobility challenged, we even have a table that's set up in the back. But over these next two songs, if you are a follower of Jesus, spend time in prayer with God searching your heart for for any unconfessed sin that that might be there, call that out. Ask him for forgiveness. Thank thank God for his incredible gift, the gift of Christ's death for you, the gift of salvation. His body broken, his blood shed. And then make your way to the table, partake of the bread, partake of the cup and do so remembering Jesus, remembering what Christ has done for you with gratitude.